0: What's good guys and welcome back to Soul Sunday. I'm your host Jade Aisha and this is the podcast that entertains, inspires, educates and feeds your soul. We're back with one of my gals, Faith, what's good babes? Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Nothing, good to be back? how are you? I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> welcome back to my space. Welcome back. I feel Not... I was going to be more of an uncensored one. Yeah. Compared to the last time. Yeah. A lot more formal no i
1: love that i love that um yeah thanks for having me back so um nice. i never know how to start these things
0: <laughs> what's been playing on your mind what's been going
1: on man um well i think do you know what is there because um recently i've been i've been doing my youtube thing again mm. sorry had to plug that but um yeah no
0: of course <laughs> link in the bio and all of that we'll shout out at the end oh
1: no but um yeah so like I've been kind of like doing like a self-improvement or working on a self-improvement series on my channel okay not nah, yeah it's um so I've got a few videos lined up so you know about confidence how to you know set boundaries work on friendships relationships I'm just kind of like the route I'm going on but um yeah um at the moment like I've been kind of like you know do my own research and then like you know Looking into like, you know, friendships as an adult, I know for me personally, um, I struggled a lot as a kid when it came to friendships. And then I think as an adult, I think um I had kind of like a really well, not to be rude, but like a really crap yeah. experience really. Um with like close friends of mine. And I think as an adult, kind of like learning from what I've learned and then making friends as an adult, it's been a really interesting journey. And um you know, I've learned a lot about connections and relationships and stuff like that. And I think yeah. that's that's been blessed. I think, yeah, like, but it's really interesting seeing, like, how kind of, like, your past and, like, you know, your childhood, as well as, like, the trauma you go through as an adult and how that mm. affects the connections you make, you know, definitely.
0: Okay, can I, can I pick your brain on that, actually? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. as a child, I don't think I really thought about friendship too much. But then I never felt like, like, I was never bullied or... Mm. And I, had, I felt like I always had a group of friends, no matter where I went, whether I was at school or an after school club or whatever. I never struggled to make friends. So I'm interested to hear how that affected you as a child.
1: Yeah, like I think when I was younger, I struggled with friendships because um, it was more like a thing where like, you know, as an adult, like as an adult when you make friends the best thing to do is just you know not kind of have assumptions about people head on i think for me i had a lot of big assumptions at a very young age yeah um, so i did assume that you know not every person was a safe person
0: yeah, and I think yeah.
1: especially if you're a child's been through a lot like you've had a certain upbringing and mm. um, that definitely affects your confidence because you know when you go out and make friends, best thing to do is to just assume, like, you know, listen, like, there's no reason for anyone to, you know, be bad mind. Don't get me wrong, there's, you know, crappy people out there that will try and, like, do stuff. But I think as a child to think that, you know, someone will really try and hurt you, like, another kid will try and hurt you. I think that's a main thing that kind of hindered me from making friends. I didn't trust people that easily at all. I couldn't be vulnerable. Really? Yeah, nah. Um, yeah, and um, nothing nothing much to do with, like, the kids around me, but, like, I definitely, I say myself, and I think it was as I kind of went into my teens, kind of opened up again, and then I had a certain experience, and then shut right back down again. So my journey's now being kind of, like, you know, really understanding what it means to kind of, like, you know, be a vulnerable person, set boundaries, all those components that really kind of, like, shape, you know, the friendships and the connections that you have yeah Um, and not just with like friends but like also with like families partners all them things yeah and it's kind of like that
0: as a child did you react to friends per se like how was you a person that would like try and try and make friends or did you instantly just like shy away from it the idea of it do you get what i mean
1: yeah, I shied away from it completely. I was, I was, I was really um, nervous. I couldn't even tell you why. I couldn't even tell you why, but um, I just remember I would shy away from the idea of making friends. I think, um, and the thing that kind of made it a bit more kind of nerve-wracking for me is that, like, in that case, when you do kind of shy away from, you know, making friends, it does kind of take the power out of your hands and puts in other people's hands really so you know people would like kind of then sometimes approach me and sometimes you know I wouldn't really like the person I wouldn't really vibe with the person but because for some reason I felt like I had no control or no say in you know the friends that I had yeah kind of like you know I felt even more kind of how do I describe it I felt more scared because not only did I not have that control over like the people around me but like you know also I was. I didn't really trust people in the first place anyway, so...
0: Yeah. That's so interesting, yeah. the fact that you had all of that to think about as a child. Mm. But when it comes to your friends. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Was it something that triggered it?
1: I think it was mostly, like, kind of, like... um How I was raised. Not that, like, you know, my parents tried to, like, you know, make me scared of everyone, but I think my parents had some preconceived. (laughs) No, I'm
0: laughing because parents do that, innit? Everyone's
1: bad. Honestly, honestly. But, like, (laughs) I think it was more so that, you know, my parents knew how harsh the world was. And I think, in one sense, they were trying to protect me, saying, you know, you can't trust anyone this that, and the other got on the same boat like you know I couldn't really connect with people um the way I wanted to and I think as I grew up I realized actually mm. I connect with people and I connect with people really well I enjoy connecting with people this is fun for me mm. um and then I fell in my head but then I got back up and that's the important part <laughs> but um know. yeah yeah it's kind of like you know you have to kind of like parent yourself like and teach yourself you know and you know, I guess unlearn certain things that your parents might have taught you that might not have been the most helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Going back to you as a child, did you go out as a child? Did you know, like everyone used to like ride bikes on the estate or whatever. You know
1: No, no, I didn't. I was really that kid. I'll tell you what, yeah, I was I was a real chubby kid, yeah. And all the kids used to like be running around and I would literally just want to draw and um yeah so like stuff like you know ran your bike around and say that I didn't really do much of that my brother on the other hand was more like mm. that but um me personally I wasn't really like that I was very much more to myself um that
0: was yeah, twist I, or your parents were trying
1: to mixture mixture oh. um yeah it was a mixture because like obviously my parents you know they wanted to kind of like protect me from everything and everyone but mm. at the same time I i I really wanted to go out at that age. But I think as I grew up, I eventually did. Like, it came very naturally. I was thinking, actually, I want to, you know, go out. I want to hang out with more people. I want to do more things. I think, yeah, that came quite naturally is to, you know, explore a bit and, like, you know, be a bit more open and be a bit more charismatic. I think that's something that I always was, but I never knew that from a young age as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think you would as a child. You just go with Mm. the flow. Definitely, definitely. That's so interesting. I always feel like, like I felt like that was a, an important thing to ask because kids that sometimes didn't have friends in school or made their friends outside of school, like on the estate or whatever. Do you get mm. what I mean? Like they had their little their little group. Like, like I said, I had a different group of friends outside of school. Yeah. I I and also I felt like, because I went to all girls school for high school, I needed that break. I needed mm. to mix with the different, you go to school with a certain demographic of people, do you know what I mean, so I feel like you need, even though you live quite close to your school, you still want to mix and blend with yeah. people and all of that. Yeah. So that's so interesting. So maybe that was why I think growing up, you felt some type of way about making friends. Mm. So yeah. you went to an girls school, right? Oh yeah, as well for <laughs> high school. What was that like? That you was come to making friends.
1: Well, do you know what is? Yeah, I think that was kind of like the stage where I started to kind of you know, be a bit more open, I was still very closed off, still a bit socially awkward because I didn't really, you know, understand or, like, know how to make friends or anything like that, um, and again, I wasn't kind of, like, really choosing my friends all the time, but I did start to kind of, like, make connections and, like, you know, vibe with people I liked, um... What do you mean by you didn't choose your friends? (laughs) As in, like, you know, sometimes friendships were formed, um in a way which, you know, the other person initiates rather than I did. And um, at first, like, I guess it was OK because, you know, that's how friendships form, like people initiate and stuff like that. So yeah. it was cool. And I think, you know, I was used to that. It was only when I got older that actually, you know, other people initiating friendships and me not having any part to play in that beginning phase, that's when it became a problem as more as an adult. Because um, I think it's important that, you know a good friendship, like, involves two people kind of initiating that. But I think as a kid, like, you know, as a teenager, no one was really trying to, I guess, like, do anything wrong to me. So, like, you know, the friendships felt quite genuine. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, I think it got a lot easier when I kind of got into secondary school. I was kind of, like, friends of, like, um, people that did, like, you know, history club and, like, book yeah! club. I was that girl. I was in, like, book club, history club, um drama club Uh, yeah (laughs) and um I think it was nice because um you know obviously like you had people that were more into like netball and stuff like that but like I think I enjoyed the fact that you know I had friends that were a bit different I was able to do different things got involved with different things I think you know secondary school was an all right time I didn't 100% enjoy secondary school it was difficult for other reasons but um in terms of friends and making friends um I think I made some good friends in secondary school. Sometimes I still talk to them actually. Um and it's really interesting to like, you know, reminisce with them sometimes. Um and then eventually in college, I think that's when um I made some other friends that were like more into like the stuff that I was into because it's Yeah, I mean, like...
0: that's how I felt about college too. Yeah.
1: Like a mixed college, so um, I was able to like meet people from different areas, like you know, different genders, all them types of things. Um, I was getting to know like more queer people, that was a really huge thing for me as well. Um, because I don't think I knew anyone that was queer in secondary school. That was like really, yeah, like sometimes I hear like um about people when they're in secondary school um they had like lots and lots of like friends that were queer or stuff like that and like, it was really open but i didn't really experienced that in my school i
0: didn't have any friends but i knew girls definitely yeah like people always knew someone but like i never
1: like i was the
0: one like, i was probably
1: the... <laughs> 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 they're probably
0: they're pro- i was gonna say there was probably a bag of girls that yeah. didn't say anything
1: yeah yeah definitely but um, at the time like i was the only person i knew that was kind of like doing stuff like that and i was
0: like okay cool don't mind being a (laughs) trendset Do you know what's funny actually? I feel like when you brought this topic up to me, I instantly thought about the fact that in high school, the issues that we had in high school are kind of the same as the issues that I have now when it comes to like conflict with girls, not so much now because I've cut so many people off or whatever, but I feel like they basically just like shifted to a different dynamic. Do you get what I mean? it's still the yeah. same issues it's still the same i don't know maybe it's because i'm so sensitive to it and i guess you can relate because you went to a girl's school but mm. things like jealousy and all oh. of that i feel like i thought when you get older it gets easier do you know what i mean like, no one's got time for this shit people do
1: but the thing is yeah with that um what i've realized once once you like you know when once you're over 21 it's really interesting to see where people are in terms of their mental age, because, like, <laughs> you can have someone that's, like, do you know what I mean? You're like, You could have someone that's 35, but because you trigger something in them from their childhood that is very much unresolved, they will act like, you know, they could be acting like a 15-year-old, honestly, because you've triggered that in them. And sometimes, like, you can't help what you trigger in certain people, because it doesn't even necessarily mean it's that they're a bad person, but in order to protect yourself, you have to like kind of like you know, create some space, I guess. But I the, the friendship I had to heal from, I don't know, did I tell you about um the girls' trip?
0: Yes, a little bit. I was there yeah. for the mist of a little bit and then I got updates ever so often when we met up. Uh,
1: yeah, so basically um Go on, sorry, my best friends, <laughs> friend, they're not my best friends anymore. Um Actually, the moral story is that they're never my best friends. But... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they basically um, tried to sue me for a holiday I didn't go on. <laughs> Jade, stop it.
0: No, this is funny too. This is funny to me. I've never heard anything like it.
1: No, no. Honestly, honestly, no one has. like. But, um, yeah, like, it, I think, no, the situation was sad, though. The situation was sad. I think one of them... I didn't feel a way about locking her off. That, that's how it started, really. One of them, I felt like I needed to lock her off. Just because there was two, two things. I, It just came to the point, like, I didn't think at the time she was a bad person, but I definitely felt like she didn't resonate with me anymore. Mm. Like, and I felt like, you know, a lot of things that she was doing, like, I felt I felt triggered. And I think, I started to think, like, actually, maybe you're not for me. Maybe I'm not for you. And that's okay, that's okay. And 100%. I don't feel too bad about, like, you know, saying, actually, no, I don't want to be friends with you. And I said, like, listen, I'm not coming on that holiday because we plan to go to Miami. Yeah. And um, then the second friend, she was a bit more closer to me. And that that was the one that kind of, like, um, I didn't want to do... I really didn't want to lock her off, but I had to because I knew um, she was close to the other one. And I thought, actually, I'm not going to... One, I'm not going to put her in a position to be in between us. And... I thought it's really... It felt better to kind of, like, fully cut ties. But it was painful, and I had to heal from that. But then after that, um, you know, I said I'd pay for... um, I said I'd pay for the hotel room or something like that. It was such a long thing. Basically, um, there was a amount we all had to pay. I said I was dropping out, but I was thinking, okay, like, you know, I still need to pay this. Um, Yeah, they were mad that I weren't coming, that I locked them off and stuff like that. So I was, it came to a point I was getting, like, harassed. Like, the mum was on the phone trying to say, I want to come down to the house. Um, You know, the one that was closest to me, she was, like, you know, talking about me behind my back. And I had, like, one random girl trying to come on my page telling me that I'm this and that and the other. It was so messy. Yeah. It was such a messy thing. And it just delayed the healing process by so much time. Um... Then next thing you know, I was being told that they were gonna try and take me to court. I said, "Listen, like I said before, this is what I'm liable paying." Um, but they wanted to like get me to pay like really what five hundred pounds extra, something mad like that. I can't remember. And I was like, "I'm not paying that." Five hundred
0: pound.
1: It was something mad like that. I think it was five hundred pound. I'd have to check. But um, I was like, "I'm not paying for that. Like, I never agreed to pay for it. This that, and the other. You had to you try to have me. No, I can't speak." We tried to have um mediation, um, they were not having it. I tried to ask, you know, why they feel like I owe that amount, they couldn't give me an answer. These times also- was the trip originally, uh the trip, um so I think the trip in total was like something like eight to nine hundred pounds each, but the mum had agreed to pay for our hotel room, so all you have to do is pay for flights which was so the flights were like five oh yeah so it was like an extra 300 they want me to pay um so the flights already was 500 i had already paid roughly 300 for the flights mm. but then i dropped out so um yeah i already paid that amount um and so all i owed them was like roughly like 200 and um they were like no we need to pay for the hotel as well which is the extra 300 oh yeah and they want to add interest they want it was like something like a five or eight percent interest somewhere between them they decided they decided they decided that they added interest okay so you know go through all of that this this is about a year this is about a year of just going back and forth with these people yeah i'm beyond stress um i no longer have a period. Um, My God, I felt it affected you that bad. So terrible. Not because I missed them or anything like that, but no, I but just felt like, I felt like you know going through court is stressful already, mm. and on top of that, I just never had a chance to heal from it. And on top of that, I didn't. You know, people would ask me. I remember, like, people asked, like, "Are you friends with them?" I just be like, "No." Like, I wouldn't. I didn't have anything to say.
0: I've never. I didn't want to be like, "Oh I no, they did this,
1: they did that." Like. I was just like, I just wanted to be done with it and took me to court and <laughs> the judge was like, so why do you feel like, you know, he owes you, like, this extra hundreds of pounds and she's like, I just think it's the morally right thing to do and, like, the judge was like, well, you know, you can't really say there's no contracts or anything, like, you've just decided that now she needs to pay that, like, you know, it seems like you're trying to give her some type of penalty and she's being quite fair with you. And they were pissed off And then she's like, no, but what about the interest? And he's like, well, you can't make up interest So you go by the court's interest Um, So it was like 0.00 something something Which was like 47p
0: Okay Oh, I remember this, I remember this yeah.
1: <laughs> It was literally like an extra 47p And that was it So I paid what I said I was going to pay Which I've been saying I was going to pay for months Um, That I didn't want to hear about But um,
0: yeah, that took some healing Oh my go God! But honestly, was, like, I'm sorry that like, you had to go through that because I remember in the midst of it and you were very, very stressed, very, honestly. very, very stressed. And I think um, it sounds stupid to even say out loud that your friends are taking you to court, but it was a really strenuous situation.
1: Honestly, because do you know what it is, there? like, it was almost like I had to divorce them to be free them. <laughs> <I'm> so <sorry>. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> honestly I had to like divorce my friends to finally be free of them like oh my god I was like I've never experienced anything like that in my life I tell people about the situation and they're like what what like how because it's, it's so mad like going to court in the first place is stressful enough when you have to go through a court process that is stressful in itself and on top of that I still didn't have a chance to kind of heal from what actually happened. Yeah. we probably had to heal as well. Like, losing a friend is hard on both sides regardless, and I understand mm-hmm, that. 100%. But to add the stress of, like, a court case, but I think I was, I was lucky because I was actually working at a law firm at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I did ask, like, you know, some, coll- some colleagues and they just say, like, listen, like, you're not going crazy. Like, you actually are on a good stand. You don't have to stress about it. Like, even if you wanted to, you wouldn't even have to give evidence because, there's no evidence there for anything, really. There's it's no it's not an argument. <laughs> <laughs> like there, it's basically that like, there was no argument, but um it was yeah, it was stupid. Oh my god. But, but honestly, I was so glad that I was in the position I was because at the time I was working at a law firm, I wasn't living at my parents either, so they didn't know where I lived. I felt a bit safer knowing that as well. Yeah.
0: Um but nah, man, that. -mm. That's mad. So like coming out with that, like how because I would yeah, everyone would get it after that. I wouldn't even be able to trust anyone. Um yeah, how do how do you feel about that now? How do you feel about making new friends? Do you make new friends now? I I
1: do, I do like um in the job I'm in now, I've kind of started to make new friends, I've kind of opened up a little bit. I think the fact that I was in the relationship I was At the time as well really helped Mm. because obviously like we have quite a healthy connection and that kind of kept me going until like i could like you know find new friends i still i'm still with my partner but like that's really helped push me to like kind of open up with people and allow myself to be vulnerable um i was surprised at how many people that were mutual friends of ours at the time like you know
0: Mm.
1: i was surprised how many mutual friends you know came and said like listen like you know you're you're right like you know if you ever need anything like I'm here and it wasn't like a thing where like we had to be sitting around you know bitching but it's just the fact that knowing that you know people are there
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: so it was it was definitely difficult I just definitely had to kind of like almost go back to school in a way and kind of like start there like I had to kind of um Approach making friends
0: Like kind of being how a school How do you do there? that? Look like, yes. I thought about this the other day And thought I actually haven't Like I The new girl at work I chat to But not like as a friend mm. but I could see her being a friend Sort of thing So I think that's the only way I'd make friends is at work Like how do people make Friends Like where? Where it, like <laughs> Well at the
1: moment like I make friends at work and stuff like that and also I've reignited a lot of old friendships
0: I had um, in college as well. Okay. Um, how do you how do you do that? Because I would feel like I beg. I'm not I'm being deadly honest. <laughs> I would just feel bare beggy, like we haven't spoken in about however many years. How many years did you leave mm-hmm. college, like six, seven years ago?
1: And then what do you say? Like <laughs> do you know what is yeah. like sometimes it's just a case where like maybe you like a post or like they post something on instagram and say like hey this is really cool um this reminds me then like just start a conversation like Hmm. i think it's almost like making new friends is almost like dating but there's less expectations
0: so (laughs) it's true no i don't think there is less expectation i feel like on a female friendship they they expect a lot
1: yeah see that's unhealthy i had to learn that (laughs) Because it came to the point, like, again, like I said, why do I have to divorce my friends? Like, <laughs> literally. Um, but, yeah, like, I think one thing I learned is that, you know, as an adult, like, you have adult responsibilities. You can't be, you know, as kind of buddy-buddy as you might want to be. So you can't have, like, big expectations for adult friendships. Like, just being there, that, that sometimes is enough.
0: Um no,
1: I'm definitely. But like you can definitely have like close relationships. I think also you need to figure out the type of relationship you want to have, like the type of friendship you want to have. Like if you want someone that's really close, or if you want someone that you can just like chill with and vibe with, or someone that,
0: you know. Do people think about that.
1: No, but I think people should because it stops like that expectation. Like sometimes you find yourself in friendships where, you know, the friend is expecting you to like, you know, call them for an hour every single day, but you're just looking for a friend to just kind of Sure. Like honestly, like it isn't like that, yeah, isn't it? It is. Like you really need to like think about the type of friends you want to have because even if that type of person is looking for someone to call one hour a day, they can find that in someone else. And you can be a different type of friend to them as well.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah.
1: I've got I've got people that like you know I speak speak to once a year, but those people like you know they're really close to me. Like I consider them to be close friends, but. Our friendship is like maybe once a year we catch up maybe twice a year we catch up and you know we support each other like say if someone's got a project they're working on shout them out this and that and the other like yeah i have those types of friendships i always have friendships where like you know i speak to them regularly i check in with them regularly um and yeah like as life goes on especially as this adult like you have to like leave space for people to grow like i'm having friends that sometimes have kids now and stuff like that so, again, like, I need to assess my expectations as well as, you know, their expectations. Like, yeah. are those happy friends that want you around all the time so, you know, you can be there and be with them with the baby? Or do they want you to be there just sometimes because, you know, they're so busy with the baby? Like, it fluctuates, do you know what I mean? No, I get
0: that. I think when I, I got to a certain age where I realised that I expected all my friends to do the same thing. Do you get Yeah, yeah I expected yeah. the same thing. Not like it wasn't a forceful thing but I just generally I expected all my friends to understand me on the same level and Mm. do the same thing for me and like everyone has to be compassionate and everyone has to want to spend time with me and everyone has to do this and that and do you you know what I mean like and I don't know you could have a conversation about money or whatever with one friend and then try Mm. and bring that conversation to a new friend and they're like not having it but that's not that type of friend do you get what I mean they're not They're not that business-minded, they're not whatever. But I would get upset about that. I'd be like, why don't you understand? Like, Yeah, yeah. and I'd be like, you're not trying to help me. It's also... And then i like, like, take it really, really personal. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, I've had to understand that, like, as an adult, you have different types of friends with different needs, per se?
1: Yeah, I I guess. Like, I think you do. I think... And I think you need to be okay with, like, understanding that actually, like, you know, that's okay to have friends with different needs, I guess. Um, and like, I mean, even in a relationship, you can't ever expect one person to fulfill every single need that you have, and um, it's the same with friendships like, you know, it's still connection, yeah. So, you still kind of need to have a bit of room for like people to like maybe not be 100% all the way all the time, but um, yeah, just giving them that wiggle room, and sometimes I find that it actually helps to strengthen the relationship, but. Then again, I feel like, you know, it's good to kind of, like, find that out and understand that a bit more. Like, vulnerability is something that really kind of helps, you know, strengthen relationships.
0: No, so, uh, 100%. Do you expect every one of your friends to want to be... Like, do you build a friendship, sorry, based off vulnerability? Like, how vulnerable someone could be? Or do you... Um, different levels. People?
1: Yeah, like, for me, it's different levels. Like, I know I've got certain friends that I can be very vulnerable with, and they can be very vulnerable with me. And I have friends that maybe can only scratch the surface or maybe talk about something small. And I think I leave room for that because I never know where they are in their journey, firstly. And secondly, like, um, yeah, like, not everyone's going to kind of... Not everyone kind of wants to, I guess, be vulnerable and kind of open up. And that has to be okay to a certain degree. Like, different people are different in different ways. Like, not everyone can be, like... 100% 100% emotional all the time Like sometimes You know Talking about all the struggles that you're having with one friend Like it's refreshing to maybe like You know speak to another friend or even speak to the same person About something a bit different where it's yeah. like Okay let's talk about business, about money Let's talk about um, Something different like going out This and the other like 100%
0: Yeah you said earlier about boundaries How do you set boundaries and friendships I don't feel like I'm really good at this I don't um, to really yeah. Um. Obviously, it takes
1: practice. It it takes practice because, and do you know what is yeah. It's um, I realize like it's not just for like you. It's also for them as well. Because um, I feel like with friendships, um, when it comes to setting boundaries, I actually spoke about this in um my last video that I posted. But um, when it comes to setting boundaries, it's more about kind of like, I guess in a way you have to get vulnerable. So. Like say for example, say for example, you know you have a friend and, you know every time you see your friend, they steal your Haribo sweets, like they just start helping themselves this that and the other. Yeah. And you feel uncomfortable about that. Like, if you actually say something like, listen, I don't feel comfortable with you like you know just taking my Haribo sweets every time you see me. Um, that's setting a boundary, and then you can like work from there and say, okay, like I've just set this boundary. Um, let's figure out, you know, how we could change that. So maybe when next to each other, they have their own pack of Paribon sweets and you guys have your boundaries and there's no qualms or anything like that. Yeah, now, I don't know. Say if you don't do that earlier on, it could be a thing where, like, you know, they're taking the sweets, they're taking the sweets, they're taking the sweets, you don't say nothing. You're not saying any type of boundaries. Then one day you can't take it anymore, you pop off saying, so like, listen, you're always taking my sweets, what do you think this is, rest of hair. That is more damaging Whereas you could have just set boundaries in the first place instead of just like kind of popping off. It protects you and it protects the other person. That's why I feel like boundaries are so important to set because it's not always like a thing where like, you know, it has to be so tight. Like I feel like when we talk about setting boundaries, we're always thinking about, you know, the toxic person in our life, the toxic ex, all them types of things. When actually like setting boundaries with like close friends and stuff like that, that's just as important as if not more important. Then um, just setting boundaries with those people that you know it might not be good for us and stuff like that because you know there's more room to learn and understand about each other yeah. rather than sitting in the same position and feeling like you're never getting understood. Basically. No,
0: I get that. I get mm. that. Do you feel like it's important to, as an adult, learn your friends' love languages?
1: Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think. All your uh, friends, or just your close ones? Um, do you know what is there I think um I think this kind of ties in with the expectations I think like I said you kind of have to know what you expect from a friend and what that friend is going to expect from you and know whether it's going to work out or not mm. and blah, blah they can be a close friend or they can't be so but yeah it's kind of like what you just said yeah it depends on how close they are I think because um if you have a close friend that needs you to be throwing them surprise birthday bashes every year that need to like cost like a thousand pounds. Like you might think, okay, I don't have the funds for that. Or I've already got a friend that I do that for. I can't afford to do it twice a year. You might think, okay, we can be friends, but like, you know, it might not be a thing where with are that close type of thing. Um, and vice versa, if that's what they need, then maybe they could get that from another friend. But you can get... Like, I feel like you guys can still be friends. That's how, that's how I see it. So, like, I feel like okay. love like, does play into it. Yeah. But I think that's more about, you know, how close you want that friendship. Um, Valid. Okay. Yeah. I think me personally, like, I think when it comes to my close friends, I think what's important for me is someone that's, like, a good communicator, that's compassionate. Um, Those are the things that are important to me. And I can imagine to someone else, that might not be important. So... You know that might be a case where they might need to be with someone else or be close to someone else and then maybe come to me for certain things and vice versa
0: um that's how i feel like no i get that i get that how do you determine if someone is a good friend as an adult like i'm yeah like i said I i don't i don't really make new friends like i say friends like i i meet people in situations, but to actually call them a friend, I'm like, do you get what I mean? So, like, how do you <laughs> determine who is a good friend as an adult? Like, I just feel like there's a lot of competition out there, a lot of <laughs> men people, and especially women. There's a lot of competition with women. It's
1: difficult. I think, I think with making friends as well, I think it's definitely about core values. Yeah. I think that comes from, again, you know having a conversation like you know obviously you need to be consistent show up show that you're interested in being a friend and then like you know I think you know finding out what what your core values are like you know I feel like people have different values for things so like you know certain friends they for them it's really important to have like really pretty friends so they can get into clubs I was gonna ask next yeah yeah the
0: aesthetic yeah yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) like for, for some girls that's something that they value so if you're someone that values you know maybe you don't value so much going to a club but maybe you value more um on you know money and finances wait let me just
0: touch on that is that a friendship if you're purely friends with someone just for the aesthetics of them you can't really class that as a friendship personally i mean how do you determine if someone does that to you or not I wouldn't know. I'm quite naive. I wouldn't know. I'm like, oh, she's trying to be my friend, or whatever. And then later on, I like it would take me a while, put it that way. For me, you to see, that she only likes me because I'm pretty.
1: I've heard a lot of girls say that, you know, they've been to the club with a friend and they've left them for some guy and stuff like that, or they're just trying to use them to get into a club because you need to look a certain way to get in certain clubs. And, you know, the girls will be like, pretty, don't get me wrong, like, they'll be pretty, but they'll really feel away when, like, they see, like, their friend, like, go off somewhere, and they're like, what's going on? Um, I guess, like, to a degree, they are a friend, but I don't think it's a friendship that's going to last. I think that's the main thing. I think if that's what their core values are, and they find someone that's about that life, then to a degree, it can work. But life happens, and, you know, adulthood, it's a different ballgame. Like, lots of stuff happens. You move house, you have kids, you get married, all them things. Yeah. It's all based on that one core value. Mm. Unless the values shift with the friendship and with the lifestyle and everything like that, if there's no budging on that, then it's not going to last. But it'll, it'll be a good time for that, you
0: know, a few months that you're doing
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> it like, time
0: for the time it lasts. Uh, but <laughs> Do you feel like women and men could be friends? Be really, really good friends? I mean...
1: You know what? Honestly, I feel like this is a question that I don't know if I can really answer. Just because there's not that added pressure for me um, because I'm queer. So you know, when I see a guy as a friend, like I can really see him as a friend. And I think when I make my sexuality very clear, and especially when they see me with other girls, they kind of really okay. get the gist of where I am. Yeah. So there's never like a. There's never too much attention Yeah. So, I don't I honestly, I feel that's one question I don't know if I could answer fully because um, of my sexuality. But, like, what do, what do you think? What's, what's your experience being? Well, I mean,
0: from what you've just said, you've got it easy because they know that they can't sleep with you. That's basically what <laughs> I want to be in developing. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> because they know you just point blank, period, won't sleep with them. Um,
1: not
0: <laughs> do you know what? I, I feel like I've toyed with this idea for ages because I've always had guys in my life as friends because I get on with guys so well Mm. but then it's like I got older and guys would try it and this that and the other and then it just became a bit difficult and then I had to think about how I was with them as a friend I think when I really thought about it is when I was friends with guys in relationships and having to look at the boundaries of that Mm. and yeah, I don't know. I, I then, like, there was this whole thing of, like, girls and guys can't be friends. Like, someone either is in love with the other one or someone wants to sleep with the other one or whatever. There's no, like, just mutual ground. Do you get what I mean? But then I'm like, does that still apply when someone's in a relationship? Because surely that person, like, to me, my man is my best friend. Mm. So if I've got guy friends, I I, like, I don't see you like that. Do you know what I mean? We've got a a whole different connection.
1: It's a hard one. Like, I think with um, guys and girls, if I'm being honest, just from hearing you talk about as well, I really feel like um, the way society puts pressure on guys and girls as well and really pushes this narrative, I can see how it affects, you know, that kind of dynamic. Because, you know, with me now being in a relationship, and, you know, having friends that are also lesbian. That's not an issue. Like, it just, it seemed like, you know, girls' best friends type of thing. Yeah. That's not really an issue. Okay, I is, that,
0: like a, is that an issue? It's is no, girls are jealous over other girls?
1: Not really. It, I mean, in my experience, it's been very rare. Okay. Like, you know, even when I used to be a bit more jealous, like, if I was dating a girl and she was saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to meet up with my friends, most likely they're going to be gay for one anyway. But two, I would never worry there would never be that added pressure like I wouldn't worry like that and vice versa I've never had to have that pressure you know the the friend is always usually quite respectful anyway
0: yeah
1: so I feel like when you say this I think it's a shame because I can see that it could happen like you know it it sounds like something that could happen but I can understand that I feel like the world we live in and the society we live in it's definitely done a number on um that dynamic because it definitely can be healthy but you know there is a certain narrative, I guess, when it comes to guys and girls being around each other. Mm. Um, It's definitely kind of, like, hyper sexualized in a way. It
0: is. I think it is. And it annoys me because sometimes, like, I generally like the guy Mm. and I just want to chill with him without it being weird, without it being, like... I can't chill on the sofa with him because he may touch me. Do you know what I mean? Because then I feel like it puts a strain on how the friendship goes and I want to be able to talk about, I don't know, my fucking sex life and shit with him, like, as my guy friend. Like, do you know what I mean? To ask his perspective on things like, yo, this guy said this to me. What do you think about that? Like, I want to be able to do that. But I feel like you can never really get that deep with a guy because you can't...
1: Yeah. Because there's... There's, there's expectations. Oh, yeah. Expectations with that deepness. But then again, again, this kind of links back, like, you know, what your expectations are from a friendship. Yeah. So I guess regardless of gender, I guess that does play a part into it a little bit. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: you know, what is the guy expecting as a friend? Like, as a friend, like, some guys really expect, you know, some of their female friends to sleep with them. That's that's a friendship expectation for them. Really? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I'm just assuming (laughs) what guys do in their spare time. (laughs) But, like, the way they go on, like, what people, what girls be telling me, it must be an expectation. Like, if you put two and two together, enough girls come and say, like, I can't be friends with guys because, you know, if I say this and that, he's going to think it's something sexual. Well, that's, there's evidence there that that's his expectation of what, uh, Friendship is supposed to be with a female. With another female. Is it so. an
0: expectation, or is it just an added perk? Like if they do get to sleep with you, you know what I mean? Do they go into this friendship thinking, "Yes, like I'm gonna sleep with her," or if it happens, or one day you get a bit drunk and he might try it, and if it happens, it happens if it Don't it? Don't.
1: I mean, I guess it depends on the guy. To be honest. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, guess, I guess.
1: it depends on the guy. Again, I can't really speak on guys. I don't. I, I, I don't know what their motives are. As far as I'm concerned, like, I mean, even with me, I've been with guys and they have tried it, quote unquote, try it. But mm. then they know. They know the deal. Um, but yeah, like, I guess some guys expect it. I think some guys see it as an added added perk. But I think for the guys that expect it, then I guess you know that's their standards. And I guess you have to think like. I guess for those types of guys, there can never be like a purely platonic relationship with a girl.
0: Wow. In a
1: sense? I mean, I'm just going off like what you're saying. So, like, if you're saying that, you know, some guys expect it, mm. then that means they're not really looking for anything platonic if that's what their expectations are. If it just happens, some guys, like you said, it can happen. And I think that's a different, that's more of like a thing to explore in a way i guess so you know actually seeing like well if there's no expectations but it happens it happens then um maybe there are guys out there that you can be friends with but i think again you've got to vet your friends in a way you have to vet your friends with their female friends with their guy friends you have to kind of see what they're about and see what their expectations are i feel like there's so many you know tips out there and so much information and books about how to vet your future partner but not much about how to vet your friends.
0: Yeah, let's talk about friendships, man. I feel like everyone's always talking about relationships. Let's talk about friendships. And they're such and, a big part of yeah, our life as well.
1: It's such a big part. Like you know, you get you can't just fall into a friendship and like you know not know what the person's about. Like you become friends with someone, they rob banks for a living. You're part of that now. <laughs> like, I associate
0: I'm part of that now. So it's true. It's true. And I feel like your your friends are oh, what. What is the thing there's a, there's a saying anyway about yeah like your vibe attracts your tribe and all of, all of that like you are the company that you keep that was it mm. and i think your your friends are so important on just um on the basics of your life your fitness the way you spend your money the mm-hmm. way you love and all of that i feel like they can feed so much into all of these different aspects of your life, you have to pick them wisely. And I think even Mm. if you are gonna be friends with a guy, he's gonna give you his perspective on what a guy, what he thinks a guy thinks like. So then you're now gonna go out and do you get what I mean? And seek all of those things. And I think, yeah, no one really talks about friendships, I think in a deeper level like that and how much they can affect it. And I think especially if you're not close with your family, your friends become your family. And that's a whole different, that's a whole different ballgame mm. of how, because you go to, like, certain people go to family members for advice and stuff, but if you, if your friends are your family and you're going to them for advice, mm. like, do you know what I mean? Mm.
1: It's really interesting. Like, um, yeah, it's definitely, like, a thing. I think I never realised how important it was until I experienced what I experienced with um, those girls. Yeah. I, I never realised how important it was and I really started to look because there was signs of them being questionable characters in the beginning. But, oh, um, really?
0: oh, Oh, okay. There was red flags. <laughs> can can yeah. I know what the red flags were? I'm intrigued.
1: Listen, um, I don't know. Like, Okay, so there's red flags because we, we did go on holiday together. Okay. Um, we did go on holiday together at one point. Mm. The past and that holiday, I never felt like I would be in such danger in my life. Like, yeah, I just found that I was in like situations that were particularly dangerous. Like, they came to my house. My parents said to us, like, you know, really be careful this holiday. Like, don't talk to any like stranger guys or anything like that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, Where did you go? Yeah. Sorry,
1: we went to Cape Verde. Okay, okay and literally as soon as we landed into cape Verde, they had me standing up while they're chatting to drug dealers and oh my god no (laughs) like it was it was really scary like that trip i don't think i realized at the time how scary it was but there were definitely red flags you
0: always find out your what type of friendship you have when you go away with someone people Mm. and do you know what is it that's not even to say that i'm the most perfect
1: person I have my problems as well like i definitely have my issues whatever whatever um that i need to work on myself but i did realize that there were certain things saying that this friendship was not going to work and also oh that was another thing i think a major red flag was that it was one of the girls birthdays and one of them one of them um, wanted to like throw her like a really big birthday. And I thought that's really good because actually that friend was like, you know, she she's had a hard life, wants to give her a really good birthday. The only thing was I was broke at the time. So yeah. there's only so much that I could do. So, like, you know, the girl, the other friend was saying, like, listen, I want to get her a dress and a cake and this and that and the other. I was like, listen, you can do that. I'm going to get her like a nice gift and everything like that. But, you know, I'll make sure that I pay a bit for her dinner so she doesn't have to pay for her dinner. Mm and all them types of things, but I just can't afford too much right now. But if you want to do that with your own money, you can. So um, further down the line, um, I owed her some money, and I accidentally transferred too much money. And I was like, oh, sorry, like, you know, talks about it, everything like that. And she was like, it's fine. Like, I'll transfer it back. And then, like, was passed, and I'm thinking, like, wow, like, she hasn't transferred back the money. And if she transfers back the money... No, listen, <laughs> don't laugh. She <laughs> about back the money, and it's less than I thought it would be and I had to think for a second I was thinking wait am I tripping the maths isn't
0: laughing.
1: the maths isn't laughing. I just text her back saying like listen like you know um you know you took some money from this that and the other and she's like oh yeah I took that from like some money you owed me before and also I wanted some extra for like you know just your half of the birthday she's collecting invoices now but the thing is yeah she said i had to go to her and the thing is there's nothing wrong with collecting what you owe let me make that clear there's nothing wrong. With no there isn't but there's a mannerism and, uh, a,
0: and a way you go about it yeah,
1: there was no conversation like if you want to take like I'll, I'll be like okay cool yeah take that out of that like i had no problem saying that was the way she was going about it i remember there was one time where um, we were all going out and um basically we we're going to the lesbian club and bear in mind, they're both straight, you know, so it's whatever, like, we're not impressing anyone there. They're not impressing anyone there. Yeah. And we said, okay, we want to colour coordinate. Let's all wear different shades of blue. Yeah. One says she's wearing navy blue. The other says she's wearing baby blue. And I'm like, okay, I have, like, a baby blue dress already. But since she said she wants to wear baby blue, she can wear baby blue. That's fine. I'll go on do a little thing and see if I can find, like, a different dress. And I sent to a group chat, like, a turquoise. I'm like, okay, guys, like, I'm going to do turquoise blue. So I send this dress, yeah, and it's kind of like my idol dress. It's really pretty, really nice. She's like, no, because it's too close to the colour baby blue. There was a whole bit falling out. I was like, it's impossible this oh. trying to tell me what to wear. It's impossible that they're trying to tell me what to wear. At the end of the day, we all ended up going in black. Hmm? Because it was too much of an argument.
0: But I was like, wow, like, I'm really being told what I can and can't wear. But that's how it starts, though, doesn't it? It's those little, yeah. little, little things, and then it's, it's become... Big. Do you think they were threatened by you? Do you know what is? Yeah.
1: I've heard that, I've heard people ask that question. Like when I was told when I've spoken about it with like friend um family and stuff, because like obviously my family knew what happened. When I spoke about my family, they do ask me that question. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it was a jealousy thing or anything like that, but I don't think. I don't think the friendship was genuine. I think that's the most important thing is that I don't think that the friendship was genuine. Yeah. Um, it was re- like, for me, it's really hard because I guess when it comes to girls, the main thing that they'd be jealous of is about how much male attention you can get. But I wouldn't get male attention for one. As secondly, I was, you know, I'm gay. So, like, <laughs> like there's not really much competition. Like, we're not com- out here competing for guys. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, I just don't think that the friendship is genuine. I don't think they have me around for the right reasons. I think they liked having a third member because we're all black girls. Yeah. So, like, you know, one, two, three black girls. It looks good. It looks good on paper. It's pretty, like, pretty let's pretty be pleasing, real. yeah. Yeah, like, it looks nice to see, like, you know, we're all fairly pretty looking at the time. Like, we're all kind of cute I black thought girls. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I've gained weight, so... (laughs) At the time... At the time, I was cute and petite, and, you know, we all kind of fit together, but, like, yeah, it, it wasn't genuine, man. It wasn't genuine.
0: That's really sad. Do you know that? That's actually really sad. Like, obviously, I've had my fair share of girls being jealous, and at the time, I didn't know that that's what it was. Um... I just, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like, do you know what? They were very good at making it sound like it was me. Put it that way.
1: They always are. Um,
0: Yeah, so then when I, so, but it was like the circumstances that I'd met these people and were like later on in life. So coming from back home and having my friends that I grew up with, there wasn't ever no competition. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like me and my friends all have quite, we we do and we don't have quite similar tastes in guys. Mm. Never an issue. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's never, like, things like that, going out on nights out, what someone's wearing, like, I'm trying to slay with you. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm right. gonna have you look 10-10. I don't ever want anyone to look at my friend and think my friend is fun, because it's impossible they could ever chat with a friend like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I've never had that friendship competition, ever. Mm. So then when I experienced it, again, I was very naive to it. I just thought, mm. we are adults. Like we're actually adults, and this is a problem. You're really on a night out, getting upset over I've spoken to one extra guy than what you have, or do you know what I mean? Or it'll be things like what I'm wearing, where I'm eating out, yeah, what I'm doing with my life, like the way people like me. That was another thing, I, and I like I don't even want to sound like a narcissist, but it was like things that. I never realised about myself and mm. what people liked me or whatever they would pick up on, and they mm. would just like make comments about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, my,
1: no. Honestly, people will hate you because of your reputation. Oh, people will
0: hate you because
1: of how much other people like you, and it's not even like male attention or anything like that. That's like yeah, you know, just
0: anyone. The way anyone, anyone likes me,
1: people you. will hate you. Like it's it's a shame.
0: It's, it's a damn shame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's all I can say about that. Like, it is. it's a shame you have to go through that as an adult. I feel like, and I think even worse is that a lot of women, a lot of black women, have to go through this. Like, like I know almost every girl I've talked to, they've had one experience of this where they've had to deal with a certain type of friend or a certain mm. type of
0: Do you think it's
1: in our they- like culture as black people? Well, I know. um i'm I know our community really struggle with female relationships, and that comes from even like the relationships we have with our mums, You know, mm. like, I saw one meme, like some meme or something on Twitter, mm. and it was like, "Why are girls so mean to each other?" And you know, some guy replies saying it's because their mums are the first believe. And yes, to lie. That's the case for a lot. Oh my
0: of- god! No, now I think about that. Yeah, I get that. Literally, <laughs>
1: yeah. like. A lot of girls, their first bully is their mom, so they kind of go with that kind of notion and carry it into their friendships. And it can even be a thing where they go into their friendships far too naive, or they go into their friendships far too um, jealous and envious. Yeah, friend- it's like one of it, the trauma affects you one of which ways, like you
0: know. Oh my god! I never thought about that. Love that. I love that as a closing closing thought. <laughs> That was, that was a very good... Very, so cheerful. very good closing <laughs> thought, because I never thought about that and probably will think about that for the rest of the day now. <laughs> um, Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts?
1: Um, don't be afraid to start over, especially when it comes to friendships. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Don't,
0: don't be afraid to start, to start over. Now. Go and reach out to that friend back from 2008. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't have anything to say on that i don't know i don't know what my advice would be for friendships find find everyone not purpose but what they do for you and how what you do for them treat it as if it's like a little bit of an interview so it's like you think about what you could do for the company and what the company could do for you like i feel like if you're a good friend you will have good friends do you get what i mean 100%. And guys don't want to be your friends, girls. I'm really sorry to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to that, actually.
1: There's no conclusion.
0: There's no conclusion to that. I'm the hard way. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> it's
1: a shame.
0: Shout anyway. out your socials. Where can everyone find you? What content are you creating <laughs> now? Give everyone a <laughs>
1: youtube channel i'd love it if you like you know came and checked it out okay. subscribe um it's shaloma 98 um on all platforms that's instagram and twitter so go find me check me out and yeah like if you like my content please subscribe um, if you get a chance
0: no you have to prescribe everyone has to there's no, there's no oh, leeway about it everyone subscribe <laughs> comment like share tell your mom your nan your cat everyone <laughs> I'm trying to grow out here. I'm trying to get the bag, okay? Everyone's yeah, trying to get the bag. Say no more. And you know what? You're a different type of human being, man. So you're you're a breath of fresh air to the YouTube world. Hundred and ten percent. Stop it! You're
1: so sweet, man. But, it's only inspiration from you. I see you. I see you grinding. I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> like you, no,
0: man. No, 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 not Because everyone's gonna start checking the uploads and how often I upload. We're just not gonna do that. We're just not gonna do that okay? <laughs> It's coming. Oh, all right. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Oh, <laughs> Faith, it's been a pleasure as per. Oh, thanks. That's, That's all right, man. It's all right. Make sure everyone checks us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you stream a podcast. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at JDaisha. And I will see you guys, I promise, next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.